RBL stands for Read It, Believe It, Live It. And our mission is to equip and inspire women to read the Bible, believe the Bible, and then go out and actually live the Bible. This is the RBL Podcast by RBL Ministries. Welcome back to the RBL Podcast. My name is Abby and I am the owner of RBL Ministries and I am so excited that you are listening to the RBL Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about this idea that we are actually not enough and why that is a good thing. I think when you first hear someone say, you are not enough, it kind of uh, ruffles your feathers a little bit, I guess you could say, because it feels like a jab. Like, we don't really like to hear that about ourselves. And so I think it's important when we say, you are not enough, we explain why that is actually a really good thing. I think in our culture, um, and sometimes even within Christian culture, um, but especially just in our, our worldly culture, you see quotes and you see people saying all the time that you are enough. And they promote this idea of like, you are everything you need. And everything you need is in yourself. And you are enough. And you don't need anyone else or anything else. And that you can find purpose and satisfaction and meaning within yourself because you are enough. And I think within Christian cultures, a lot of times uh, the focus is put on ourselves. A lot of times um, verses in the Bible are taken out of context because the focus is shifted off of God and onto ourselves. And we're going to talk about that more as we get into this conversation. But in this episode, we're going to be looking at how you are not enough and why that is actually such a good thing. What happens when we listen to culture and we start believing that we are enough is that we actually start searching for satisfaction in ourselves. And God created humans in his image. And what this means is just as God is a trinity, he's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, as humans created in his image, we have been created with a spirit. Um, We kind of have a trinity or a three-part aspect to us. We're mind, body, and spirit. And so we have, you know, our, our mind and our thoughts, and, and then we have our physical, our body, and then we have our spirit. And our spirit within us knows that there's something greater. It's kind of like this hole, this void in us apart from Christ. Because the Bible explains that our spirit without Christ is dead. And so those who do not have Christ, they have this spirit. They're created in the image of God, but their spirit is dead. And there's not satisfaction. There's not peace. Um, that spirit is not united with the spirit of God. And so there isn't that, that peace and that satisfaction that comes along with that relationship with God that comes along when the Holy Spirit fills our spirit. And so because of that, there is this emptiness. And I want to read several verses to you just to kind of, there's so many verses about 
our spirit and the spirit of God. And if you are looking to do like a topical study in the Bible, I would really recommend doing one on human spirit and God's spirit and the relation. And and you can just dive so deep into that. But I want to just read a few verses kind of um, talking about what I just explained. So Genesis 1 27 says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So humans are the only part of God's creation that is created in his image, in his likeness. Ecclesiastes 12 7 says, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. And so we know that God created us in his image, and in that he gave us a spirit. Uh, Job 32 verse 8 says, But there is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. This explains we have a spirit. Um, Our spirit is dead, Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that's talking about the Holy Spirit, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And so that's talking about life when God's spirit dwells in us. Our spirit is revived from death into life. And so those are just a few verses kind of explaining what I just talked about, how we have this spirit in us and it's dead apart from Christ. And so when we listen to our culture telling us you are enough, you are enough, you are enough, we begin to search for enough in and of ourselves. We begin to search for that thing we're longing for because our spirit is dead. We search for that in ourselves. And we're going to come up empty every single time because our spirit is dead. And when we start coming up empty in and of ourselves, we begin to search for it outside of ourselves, in other people, in relationships, in money, um, in whatever thing you might say your vice is. You search for satisfaction in that thing. And you will continually come up empty. You may find temporary happiness. It may satisfy you temporarily. But in the grand scheme of eternity, it will not satisfy you. It will not fill that spirit because the only thing that can make the spirit of man alive is when it is resurrected by the Holy Spirit of God. And that's possible because of the death of Jesus Christ. And so that is the issue with saying you are enough, is that it puts this pressure on yourself to search for enough in yourself. It's like, okay, I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough. And you feel this pressure to be enough. And when you fall short of that, it's like you have failed and you end up in this brokenness and this emptiness. And so the fact that you are not enough is actually a good thing. And we're going to talk about that more, but I want to give you an example. And I've used this example several different times. So if you have uh, been to RBL conference, you may have heard this. If you uh, have kind of listened to some other things or read some of our Bible studies, I use this example a lot because I think it's a really good example of explaining how the focus should not be on ourselves. It should be on God and how we are not enough, but how Christ is enough. And it's through his strength that we find this satisfaction. So we're going to actually look at Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. And let me give you some backstory of what's going on here. This is the story of Moses. And if you're not familiar with Moses' story, you can go listen to our uh, podcast all about the Old Testament. We talk about Moses a little bit in there. But basically, Moses was an Israelite, and he uh, was taken into the house of Pharaoh, uh, so the Egyptians, and he was raised as an Egyptian 
Um, and then the Israelites were in captivity under the Egyptians. And so when he got old enough to understand what was going on, he saw that his people, the Israelites, were being held captive and treated poorly, and they were slaves to the people he was raised by, the Egyptians. And he actually ended up killing someone, and then he ran away, and he lived in the wilderness for a very long time. And then God calls him back to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. And then that ends up happening, and we go through the 10 plagues, and then Uh, The Israelites are let go. We have the Passover. They're let go. And Moses basically leads them into the wilderness. And he's going to lead them to the promised land. But that generation doesn't get to enter the promised land. And it's actually Joshua, who is kind of like uh, Moses' trainee, if you will, uh, actually leads the Israelites into the promised land. So where we're picking up here in Exodus chapter 3 is when God tells Moses to go back to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let the Israelite people go. Now, remember, Pharaoh hates Moses. Moses is wanted for murder, and Moses is living in the wilderness, and God talks to Moses through a burning bush. Uh, It's on fire, but it's not being consumed by the fire, and he tells Moses, take off your shoes. The place you're standing is holy ground, and then he speaks these words to Moses. That's where we're going to pick up. So he tells Moses that he's seen the oppression of his children the nation of Israel under the Egyptians, and that he's going to rescue them and take them to the promised land, a place flowing with milk and honey. And verse 10, and I'm sorry, I said earlier, I think verse 13, but we're going to back up and we're going to start in Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. It says, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. That's God speaking to Moses. And here's Moses' response. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And so Moses' response here, God says, I'm going to send you to do this amazing thing to free the nation of Israel from the oppression that they're under, to lead them into the promised land. And Moses' response is, who am I? How am I going to do this? Moses is focused on self. And he's kind of at this pivotal moment where he's saying, who am I that I am going to be able to do this thing the Lord has called me to do? He's searching for enough in himself. And here's what God says, verse 12. So he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus, you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me. You. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. So Moses says, Who am I that I am going to go do this thing the Lord has called me to do? Moses is in this moment where he's searching for enough in himself, and God says, Certainly I will be with you. And Moses says, Well, what will I say? How am I going to do this? Moses is looking at his own uh, inadequacy and he's asking God, how am I going to do this? Because he's looking at himself and God says, I will be with you. When Moses asked God, who am I? God didn't say, Moses, you are enough. Moses, you can do it. Moses, I believe in you. God said, I am. God said, I am. And I think sometimes we miss that. 
Because sometimes the focus is so much so on ourselves. And we have been uh, filled with this idea that we are enough. And even as Christians, when we're called to do things of the Lord, we look to ourselves for the sufficiency to be able to do it. And it's not in and of ourselves that we can. It's only through the strength of the Holy Spirit and through the Lord. He calls and he equips. Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.24. And so it's important that we understand that we are not enough. And there are several perspectives that you can look at this from. For those of you who are listening and you are Christians, The Lord has called you to such a high purpose, and he has given you a purpose that is greater than yourself. It is this purpose of the gospel that has been playing out through all of history, God redeeming man back to himself. And as Christians, we get to be a part of that because God so graciously has brought us into his family and wants to use us. And the sufficiency to be a part of that purpose does not come from ourselves. It comes only from the Lord. And that means that in order to walk in this purpose, you can't just go out on your own and try to do it. You've got to root yourself in the Lord. You've got to be in his word, studying his word. Uh, You've got to be in prayer, talking to him. You've got to be in community, Christian community, where others will hold you accountable and encourage you and edify you. Be in worship. A lot of times we hear people saying, you know, like, "I, I don't feel like I'm being used by God. Well, first you have to check, are you looking for the sufficiency to do these things in yourself? Or are you going to the Lord to fill your cup? Because it's only through his strength that we can do these things because you are not enough. But Christ is, and he will fill you. And he so graciously pours out his strength through his spirit into you so that you can go out and do this purpose that is so much greater than yourself. And that's a hard one to learn, and that's something I have to remind myself constantly, is that it's not in and of myself that I can do any good thing. It's only through the strength of the Lord. And then for those of you listening that maybe you aren't a Christian, and you've listened to culture saying, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough, and you have searched for that in and of yourself. You have uh, gone to all of these different things. You, You come up empty time and time again. And you're searching for a meaning and a greater purpose in life. And you're searching for enough in yourself. And you're trying to uh, kind of amount to all these things that culture pushes at you. You know, I think about social media. And we've done a podcast on social media and the pressure to prove. And so listen to that if, if social media is a struggle for you. But I think about how we sit on social media and we scroll through and we see, you know, 30-second videos of these perfect lives where people are doing these perfect things and they have this perfect product or this perfect hair or this perfect item or they're doing their life in this certain way. And we feel so much pressure to amount. And then, you know, the next slide may be uh, something about how you are enough. And then all of a sudden... It It all builds up and it's like, okay, I've got to do it. I've got to find this satisfaction. If I can just be this way, then I'll be satisfied. I am enough if I could just get this thing, if I could just have this person, if I could just uh, get this amount of money. Like that is when I will be satisfied. And we strive and we strive and we strive and we come up empty every single time because your spirit is dead without Christ. But the beautiful, beautiful thing about the fact that you are not enough is that you don't have to try to be enough because Jesus already is. 
You see, friend, you are not enough and you will never find enough in your dead spirit. You will never find enough searching for satisfaction in this world. You will never find a greater, a deeper, an eternal purpose that stretches far beyond your life in and of yourself. But God loves us so much that he sees our inadequacy. He sees how we are not enough. He sees how we are dead in our sins, how our spirit is dead apart from him. And not because we have done any good thing, not because we deserve it, not because we are enough, but because we aren't enough and because he is a loving God. He looks at us and he desires us. He desires a personal relationship with us. That is the greatest desire of God's heart. That is what he has been pursuing since the beginning of time. When man fell in the garden, sin entered the world and God immediately began to implement this plan of redemption because he desires a personal relationship with us. And this plan of redemption has been playing out throughout all of history. We had the sacrifices in the Old Testament leading up to the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You see, we are not enough and we're dead in our sins. And so God said, I want a personal relationship with them so bad that I am going to be the sacrifice. There is a gap so wide between us and God because of sin, because our of our inadequacy because we are not enough. And God said, I am going to bridge that gap with Jesus because Jesus was perfect and he was sinless. And he came into this world. He robed himself in flesh. He was fully God and fully man. And he robed himself in flesh, stepped into this world. He lived a perfect and sinless life. And then he died on the cross for our sins, taking our sins upon himself. As a sacrifice, he died with those sins. And three days later, he rose again, overcoming our sins, overcoming death, overcoming the grave, overcoming our own inadequacy. And through a personal relationship with him, through salvation, when we say, I am not enough, and we surrender our lives to him, he fills us with his spirit. We are covered in the blood of Jesus. And when God looks at us, he no longer sees our inadequacy, but he sees the perfect blood of his son, the atonement for our sins. And it is through that that we then are enough, not in and of ourselves, but because of what Jesus has done. Jesus is enough. And he offers that to us. And when we accept that gift of salvation, we are brought into this family of Christ. And we become enough before God because of Jesus. And we can have that personal relationship with God because of Jesus. And we no longer have to search for enough in and of ourselves. We no longer have to strive for satisfaction in this world. We no longer feel this pressure to prove because we know that it is through the blood of the perfect lamb sacrificed for us on Calvary that we can rest in a relationship with God Almighty. And that is why it is a good thing that you are not enough. And so I want to change the narrative 
that saying you are not enough is actually a good thing. And saying you are enough just puts the pressure back on ourselves. It just puts the pressure back on ourselves. And the truth of the gospel, for those who are not Christians, and even for those who are Christians and need to be reminded, the truth of the gospel is something that we cannot even begin to comprehend if we don't first see the depth of our sin. If we don't first understand how broken we are, if we don't first understand how we are not enough, if we don't first understand the depth and the severity of our sins, we will never even be able to begin to comprehend the depth of God's grace. Because when you see your sin for what it is, you see how strong and powerful and amazing the grace of God is that he would say, I want a personal relationship with them, not because we've done anything to deserve it, but simply because he truly is a loving God. He is love. He is also just, but he is love. And so when we understand the depth of our sin, we begin to see how amazing the love of God is. And so I want to encourage you, if you are a Christian, you will better understand God's character and God's love when you see how broken in your sin you are. And for those of you who aren't Christians, come to a place where you see that you truly aren't enough. And that you are broken and dead in your sins. That your spirit is dead apart from Christ. But see the love of God that he loves you anyway. It's not about you. Don't put the focus on yourself. Take the focus off of yourself and say, you know, I I am not enough. I can't do it. But my loving God has offered a way of salvation through Jesus Christ. And so that's just kind of an explanation of why we are not enough and why that's okay. And ultimately, it all comes back to the gospel. And so I, wanna, I wanted to kind of change that narrative for you. And if you have questions about the gospel, uh, please reach out to us. If you are interested in learning more, uh, go to rblministries.com. We have blog posts on there about the gospel. We have Bible studies. Um, we would love to share more about that with you. Because it truly is such an amazing, amazing gift. And for those of you who are Christians, and maybe you've lived in this culture of trying to search for enough in yourself, let me just remind you that you are not enough, but Christ is. And you can't find the sufficiency to do the things he's called you to in and of yourself. It's only through him. So root yourself in him. Root yourself in the word of God. If you don't know where to start, We have several blog posts about that, giving you specifics on where to start. I think we have one blog post that literally uh, lists some of the books of the Bible and what they're about. And if you're interested in this, then go read this book. And that's a great place to figure out where to start reading in the Bible. If you really want to dive in, we have our Bible study guide that's available on rblministries.com. And it just goes through all of the different uh, tips and advice and places to start and it kind of explains the gospel and prayer and the Holy Spirit and all of these things to help you study the Bible consistently and that's on rblministries.com it's our Bible study God we want to come alongside you as you walk with the Lord that is our heart that is our mission 
And so we are so excited that you listen to this podcast and we hope that you will join our community. Um, And we just want to remind you that you are not enough and that's okay because Jesus is. In closing, I want to read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. It says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Thank you so much for listening to the RBL Ministries podcast. If you would like to connect with us more, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest at RBL Ministries. You can also find more resources like Bible studies, Bible study notepads, conversation starters, blog posts, and community at rblministries.com. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday. And we're so excited to have you in the RBL community.